Right. I'm now brown cow. Welcome to The Rose Show. We're your hosts, Lawrence Britton and Jake Green. And in this podcast, we're going to go into everything related to sport and performance. And we're also going to talk a little bit about rowing. In South Africa, it brings people together, it breaks down barriers. Right, my passion, winning to be the best. To be the best is something we strive for. Sacrifice, role is high fit. Compassion, great. Passion, fiction, gold, ultimate goal. Glory, relentless training, pain, pain. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gents, and welcome to another banging episode of the Row Show. We are back, the full team. As always, it's myself, Lawrence Britton. But with me today is Jake Green, and it's it's really good to be back. It's been a while since uh, we've been together um, in the studio doing some work, but uh, yeah, it's awesome to be back uh, back with Lawrence. And um, yeah, things are heating up on the rowing front. We've got world champs coming up. Obviously, we're talking about Europeans today, but uh, yeah, I mean, we've had Lucerne. The training's kicking up, so I haven't been as as busy with the podcast as uh, we wanted to, but. Um, it's it's good to be back, and I think we've got some big racing to chat about uh, at Europeans. Yeah, and I think we've got a good few weeks of of um, of our podcast coming forward. I think we're going to try and get some more content out, building up to to world champs. And I think Europeans is a huge uh, stepping stone nowadays up to world champs. And actually, it's one of the things I want to start with is is why is Europeans at this point of the season? I feel like it's. I mean, it's an awesome time to have in a regatta, but it's not a great time to have a regatta that not everyone could go to. Yeah, uh, it is like if you think about the step ups towards world champs, the just the fact that this is positioned uh, like five weeks after world champs and after Lucerne puts it in a very like prestigious position, a very like uh, like strategic position as a regatta. So, like if you were a team manager um, and a coach looking at what regattas you want to go to. I think this would be considering where it position where it's placed. It's got to help have a lot of importance, and I think one of the big drawbacks that it takes away from the first two World Cups, um, which I don't think has been too bad this season, because the especially the first World Cup there it was really good, but it does. Yeah, but they, but Jake, they're supposed to build up, build up, and then crescendo into World Champs, and I feel like they are kind of. You build up for the first two World Cups, which are work really good, and I think we, we really enjoyed that racing. And then you kind of have the step back, and especially on the women's side. The women's side need Australia, New Zealand, USA, mm. Canada, China. They, I mean, the guys and girls, but I mean, at least you know you have the British really dominant on the guys' side. You have a lot of European crews that are dominating the men's section, but the women's section, I feel like it's there's awesome crews to watch, but they need that competition from the, the global kind of event to, to really bring the, the classiness of the, that we know that that racing is so good. I mean, we've spoken about it endless um, on end here on the row show. And, you know, it just really upsets me that now we take a step back, only this exclusive European uh, racing. And I mean, yes, it's incredible and it's going to be awesome to watch and we're not going to miss a beat, but it is just mm. a bit disappointing. Yeah, I, I stand with your, your point there, but like the part that I think is maybe a bit frustrating is that I don't want crews to look at Europeans and decide to not go to 
any of the World Cups. And, we know and that I think that's a lot happening. of crews have, have been doing that. Because a lot of the funding is based off the results at Europeans, yeah. which doesn't make any sense to me either. But if you do well at Europeans, then you know we know we've heard it from countries saying that Europeans is so big for them. Mm. So I don't really, I don't really understand. And yeah, also, but uh, on the plus side, Jake, we get full video this weekend. Full video. And that's something that's shout out to our Patreon group who have been on fire at the moment. Uh, you know, I feel like uh, putting a lot of pressure on Lawrence and I in terms of our the inside scoop and the insight into the rowing world. But there was a g- great point that um, our patrons brought up that uh, World Rowing have said in the notes for this regatta that this, the racing is going to be streamed if from heat to final, all racing. I believe it when I see it. I believe when I see it. And it needs to happen every single race no, of every Jake, regatta. This is... For only for Europeans. Yeah, Europeans. If you're not a European, you don't get video. <laughs> you don't get it. Yeah. Only for exclusive Europeans. We're gonna go back to World Champs. Gonna be finals only. I bet you. Yeah. No, that it, I mean it is frustrating, but like in this day and age where you could take your smartphone and live stream from anywhere on the planet, the fact that you can't at these regattas have all the racing streamed live is ridiculous. And, the, you know, when we watch Henley, what I think, one thing I love about Henley is the fact that it, it gives exposure to ev- all levels of rowing. And it's 100% worth streaming all the levels from juniors. The, the schoolboy eights uh, are th- the, one of the biggest events at the, at the Henley Regatta. If you look at YouTube, the, the video if with one of the most views is the, the race between St. Paul's School no, and Eton. It's ridiculous. If you want to grow the sport, you have to show the sport can't hide away you got to go front and center and you got to expose all the aspects of the sport to make it enjoyable to watch but anyway jake we're getting so sidetracked straight out the blocks and we actually had to talk about the racing get everyone excited about the racing coming up this weekend yeah because we i mean we might be moaning a bit now but we are for sure we're happy with this straight off the bat before we start getting into individual crews I want to I want to take a broad look, take some broad strokes at some of the countries competing. Wait, we did have to we did have to catch up with you a bit, Jake. We oh, okay, let's to, get into we it. We needed to catch it. up a bit with you because you went to race um, Lucerne World Cup and you've been away. You've been I've barely seen you at all, so really good to to have a catch up with you. Hear what's what's happening in the team, how it's going, and uh, and where the the rest of the year lies for you. So, Jake, tell the listeners where you are at. Yeah, so we had some racing in Lucerne, um, which was great to get over there and test our speed against the rest of the world. And yeah, we've been back home and training has picked up. This is always, I mean, you you, you know how intense this time of the year is. It's been very intense. This is when the training is the hardest. This is when the pressure is the highest. And uh, the selections have been made. I'm going to be going to World Champs in the men's four with myself and Luke Defan, my pairs partner. And I'm very excited to be pairing up with our under-23 world champion pair and world's best time holder, Chris Baxter and Damien Bonhag-Kuhn. And uh, we're going to jump in the four together and race at World Champs. And yeah, really looking forward to it, especially after shout out to them for winning under-23s and setting a new Dude, world's best time. 6.19, baby. Crushing it. That, it's so cool. It's so cool. I honestly think it's it was oh, really special. I, I was really blown away watching them race. I mean, it was amazing for for me. I mean, I won under-23s back in 2010. 2010. South Africa's first gold medal, baby. And we won it in a time of 6.33. 
I think we could have gone the record at that point was 6.25. And then I think we could have got it if, if it the was, conditions if were the fast. Conditions were good. Where, because you were racing in Bled? No, we were racing in Belarus that Belarus, year. okay. Then the next year, I raced in Amsterdam in 2011 with uh, David Hunt. Hunt. Yeah, silver. And we got the silver there against um, oh, uh, Constantine, Constantine and, George, and Nash. George Nash. Yeah. And they set the record. So we rode under the previous record, but still we rode like a 6.24, 6.25, and then they went 6.20. Uh, yeah. th- and it was like low 6.20s as well. I mean, it was really rough. It was classic boss barn, really blitz in the first 500 and then just yeah. getting uh, rougher and rougher as it went down the track. And then the, and then they went, so they went 620. And then I think over the next few years, I think like four other crews have held the record. But mm, it's been close, but 620 because the record before. All, b- all within minuscule yes. points. Yeah. So, because I, I thought it had, it had gone under. I'm trying to think there was another under 23s where it was really quick. Um, um, in that was when the Turlon, so the guys that mm. hold it before were the Turlon twins from yeah. France. So in they said like a 620.1. In the, in the rep. Or, I mean, not in the rep, in the semi or in the heat. And what happened is the two heats before also broke the record, but like by 0.1, 0.2, and then the Toulon twins set it um, at the in the heat. So it was yeah. really, really, it was like small margins, but really fast conditions. And then to have South Africa go and take it is is really, really cool. No, it's cool. And, you know, the we've got the pedigree, like you just said, you, you won in 2010. We had two silver medals with you and Noddy, the Noddy and Vince, the gold medal 2013, gold medal in 2013. 18 with James Mitchell, Charles Britton, your butt, and then with them keeping the, the standard strong in the in the men's pair, the under-23s, and winning gold again, setting a uh, world's best time. And yeah, I mean, I'm just getting into a boat, racing with people that are bringing that kind of energy and that confidence. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. And then obviously that they... And where Chris is, Chris is going into the stroke seat. Chris is going into the stroke seat, Damien in the three seat. I'll oh, be nice setting seat. the boat up with the leadership in the two seat, and then Luke bringing the finesse in the in the bow okay. seat. So yeah, I'm oh. very excited for all champs. But yeah, that's that's the plan ahead. All 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 um yeah. all systems firing. Absolute legends. It's so cool to. I mean, it's special every single time your country wins a race and you get to stand on the top step of the podium, and you get to see them standing up there is is always very special. So yeah, well done to. Under twenty threes and all the best for you, Jake. Going of course, forward, you're gonna smash, dude. No, for sure. And uh, bit a bit about the South Africans, but let's bring the spotlight back to Europe yeah. and European champs. As <laughs> I was saying earlier, just to give us some broad strokes, Lawrence, on just in the European <clears throat> in the European uh, field at the moment. Talk, give us a bit of a lowdown on, on what are the con- what countries are doing well. You know what what are you what are you expecting to see from like a country point of view? Without looking too specifically into what's happening. Jake, it's not going to be difficult. GB are going to do a clean sweep of the medals, yeah. Possibly. Possibly. Not all the medals, but, you know, at World Cup 3, they destroyed the regatta. They had eight medals, six golds, one silver, one bronze, out of the 14 available Olympic classes. So, you know, and Australia coming second... So that does open up a few medals because they're going to not be going to be there. Italy did pretty well. And then Romania, Germany. So yeah. uh, I think, I mean, it's, I think it's going to be another GB day. GB day for sure. And I think, you know, maybe some, 
what I've been noticing undercovers uh, a team that's been seeming to do well with some younger cruisers, Greece, actually, funny enough. There's some, there's some crews that are seem to picking up quite a bit of steam as a smaller federation. Uh, I think they're doing quite well. And another smaller federation that are, I think are picking up some steam is Spain. Spain have got a, a pretty good, they've got a strong men's scholar and then their men's pair and their men's double are both pretty quick. They're in the, they're sitting in the A-finalists and it just, you know, when you, when you look, take a, a bigger picture look, you can see that there seems to be a bit, a bit of momentum on these countries. Mm. And obviously we'll see. I think, you, you know, the systems change, coaches change, but there seems to be a very good uh, momentum switch in these countries. So, yeah, I'm excited to see Europeans. Like, with with each uh, regatta, you know, the story continues. There's a new chapter that goes forward. So, yeah, I mean, I agree with you, though. GB, I think, got to be the most dominant team at this regatta, continuing their, their awesome form. Yeah, I mean, I just don't know who... There, there, were some, there were quite a few events that they dominated in at World Cup 3, and I don't see other crews... I don't see enough changes in other crews to, you know, warrant them being under much more pressure this regatta. But, I mean, obviously, as the season goes on and things settle down and people get more comfy in their crews, there will be changes. But I'm very interested to to see how this is all going to plan out. So I think let's start off with uh, a banging race, Men's Skull. Men's Skull, probably the biggest home favorite is in this in this, in this event. Damn, we haven't really seen him much. No, we haven't seen Oli. Oli raced, raced at the... He raced Henley. Second, he raced Henley, raced the second World Cup. But it's, yeah, we need to see him a bit more home water. I think, I mean, uh, he sh- I think if he's in the form that he, he we all believe him to be in, I think he, he will he, he'll be very dangerous. No, I think he's going to, I think he's a big favorite to win this event. I think at the, uh, you know, at the, sec- the, the World Cup he raced, uh, Melvin Twellar. I mean, it was, a, it was a close race and Melvin looked like, you know, pushed Oli all the way to the end, but... Oli just looked like he was so comfortable in that that front position, and he said after in the interview afterwards he said that the this was it was a good race and the next big event and it almost seemed like the biggest event of the year was going to be European Championships in Germany at Munich, which is his home ground, and um, yeah, I think uh, I think big favorite. I think he's probably been training really hard. Uh, specifically focusing on racing at this regatta. He knows the course exceptionally well. It's his home ground advantage. I think this is going to be his uh, his uh, his race to lose, 100%. So I think some other notable mentions there. I think we've got uh, Chittle Borsch coming back in. I think it's going to be interesting to see where his form lands him. I don't think, I don't really expect to see a huge amount from him, but I think, you know, just to see where he is, is he kind of in the mix? Is he like looking for that step up into world champs. And then a big one is Stefanos Ntuskos from mm. uh, Greece. He's coming back. This is his first entry into the... Since Ped Luka. Since Ped Luka, since racing. And I know you were reading a lot into... I just, I'm worried about his Ped Luka. His Ped Luka result was terrible, but the weather was also terrible. And I feel like he is not an athlete that's going to perform well in slow conditions. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, uh, if I'm being honest, I think... He's gonna have some tough racing, yeah. Yeah. You know, in the men's single, you can't. I don't. I don't think you can get away with not racing at any of the World Cups and then rocking up Europeans against these big names. And you know, I think it's it's, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna I, be tough. I mean, I'm all for the the upset and I'm all for the 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 big result, but I mean, I don't know if he can, you know, double it up 
do it for that second time and, and become a consistent name on the podium. But, I mean, he did do something amazing in Tokyo. So every time I think, no, he can't, like his, re- his results at Tokyo is, is a bit unbelievable. But then every time I think about it, I'm like, okay, well, obviously he then could do it again. Yeah. Um, and then another, another couple names in men's single skulls field, Melvin Tuelo and Graham Thomas, who I think have been the, 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 the biggest, right. The, the, the biggest rises this year, you know, they've moved into the skull. Melvin Tuelo has had a really strong performances at the first two world cups. And then Graham Thomas who raced Ollie and, and Melvin at the second world cup came third by, uh, not, not that close, but then his race in Lucerne so much better. was so much better. I mean, 6.40 in those conditions, I think, is ridiculously fast. And the, what he did to the rest of the field, the, the Bulgarian scholar, uh, Christian Vasilev, who's another name, I think, to look out for, he was the closest guy. I think he was like two and something seconds off. But Graham in Lucerne was unbelievably strong. And I think when you look at the World Cups, you put most of the weight on Lucerne. So I think he's going to be in ridiculously good form coming into Europeans. Okay. So, Jake, what are your predictions? Give us the podium in order. First to third, go. Germany, Netherlands. No, Germany, GB, Netherlands. Dude, so vanilla. That's such a boring guess, dude. Oh, what are you going to say? I Greece. <laughs> Greece. <laughs> I am going. Norway, no. Bulgaria. Going Graham Thomas. I think he's going to take the win. Strength to strength. And GB's on a roll. So I think he's going to take... Uh, I think it's going to be a battle. And I think he's going to take that uh, that, se- that first place from uh, Oli, second place. And Tusko's coming in steamy third place. Okay. Interesting. That's my ge- That's my predictions. Interesting predictions. And uh, for any of you guys listening, drop us a message. Uh, join us on our, on our um, WhatsApp group and on our patrons and uh, and we'll get this uh, conversation going because i'm sure that there are plenty of people about to have a conniption there at our predictions yeah for sure um but then moving on from the men's single skulls let's jump right up to the biggest boat on the field and let's chat about the women's eight which was it's great to see has a bigger entry this time than the men's eight which is not something you see what you see often, and it's for so me, awesome. and with missing big countries as missing well. big countries. So you know, this is the event that in the in when you think about the continentals, this event needs those continentals. But my biggest talking point: there are two big names here on the women's eight, GB women's eight, who hasn't raced at a World Cup, but they've raced at Henley, and they beat the Australian women's eight. And then the second talking point is Ireland throwing in their strong women's sweep program, and then Sunita and her partner into the eight. I think the Irish are going to be really fast in that thing. And I feel like it suits, I feel like the women's eight suits their, their, their rowing their style. Vibe their vibe and their vibe. I think they, when I look at the Irish women's rowing, it's like they're just super aggressive. I think they've got really good swing and they just look like they, they, they want to row bigger boats where it's just like raw engine. And uh, for me, I think this, this Irish Women's Eight has got to do something dude, can you, awesome. Can you imagine how painful they're going to be at the regatta, dude? Because, you know, before they had the four and then they had their beatbox going and their warm-ups and they were going ballistic. And now there's eight of them. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be, it's it's gonna gonna be, be interesting. It's going to be off the hook. 
But yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting because. But I really want them to do well. I I'm all all behind them. I think that that's I think that's the team I might be supporting the most over the weekend. Yeah. No, I think yeah. I suppose they they always the the easiest to to support i guess the irish they always seem to be make themselves such good candidates for supporters but anyway i think what i'm going to do is wear my sa rugby jersey on saturday when we crush the new zealand all oh Blacks yes at yes. home Again. i'm going to watch the game you're going to watch it yeah boy i had i had a ticket and i i couldn't go because oh. we were going on camp we're going on training camp yeah. oh the rowing lifestyle a rowing lifestyle i'm so yeah. hacked i'm going on a bus jake sab sponsored bus <laughs> I'm <laughs> never seeing you again, dude. <laughs> I remember last time I went to a rugby game with you. And you were in I'm trouble. They'll be going Ellis Park. Big, big, big fixture. That's going to be amazing. Jake, we're on rowing yet. Let's go yeah, back. The sidetrack. Then I'm going to wear Irish on uh, on Sunday. Yeah, big support there. Um, but staying in the women's eight, what, what's interesting about GB coming in here, so, I mean, we don't usually talk about... Uh, non-rowing, world-rowing events too much, but at Henley, they beat the Australian women's eight in their final. And the Australian women's eight won uh, at Lucerne. So that puts GB at top of the pecking order. <clears throat> but, you know, you never know until they actually race. So, so at Lucerne, GB split their eight from, um, from Henley. They split into the four. And their four dominated top percentage of the regatta. Um at at Lucerne. Yeah, and they percentage. put six seconds into Romania who came second. Yeah. And they were world class. Honestly, yeah. one of the best rows I've ever seen. And then I think so I think that they and now they in this regatta they are doubling up. So they're rowing the four and they're rowing in the eight. So it's the top goals. So it's Ireland as well. And also interesting in the women's eight, the Romanian uh, women's, women's double. double is also doubling up in the eight. So, yeah. again, the women's eight is the... Oh, it's cool to see. Cool to see the doubling up. I love it. And it's Jake, when are you going to double up? What am hey? I doubling up yeah, into? You're going to double up. Go in pair four. Pair four. <laughs> yes, those are two events that are not easy to double up. The Australians tried that at the Olympics. It didn't work out too well for them. So, okay. So, your, your predictions... My predictions You've for the weekend. Spicy predictions. I've yeah. got spicy predictions, but I'm going to keep it. I I made these pr- predictions super early. I would I would change them now. Now that we've <laughs> oh, spoken no, about you it, you would change it. But I'm going to keep it. I okay. won't change it. So I think Romania is going to win. Island silver, GB bronze. Jake, that's amateur hours, dude. You have got to go. I'd, what makes you think GB is going to come anywhere other than first? Yeah, uh, you see, this is why I made this prediction before. I got stuck into the research. Okay. And then I think now, but I'm going to stay with it just to keep it so, spicy. So mine is going to be GB, clear victory. And then I think it's going to be really tight, Romania, Ireland. For, so Romania second, Ireland third, but I think it's going to be tight. I just don't think, as much as I want to see them perform and be on top of the, the field, I just think getting in the eight, it's a learning curve. You can't just get in an eight and, and be fast in an eight. You have to get in an eight. You have to experience that intensity of racing that like ferociousness that you need out to start and that holding that intensity through the middle of the race. And I don't think you can just jump in the eight and be fast. I think you've got to give it, you know, a couple a couple goes and kind of feel how your crew is going to click together and, and how you're going to make that work. All those things you just said, though, about what makes the eight go fast? They have. They have they those have, things. Yes. They have those but things. That's why I'm putting them third. I'm not... I, I'm 
believe they're gonna I believe they have it in them. I just don't know if you can do it straight out the out the gun. Yeah. That's my point. All right. Well that's so, that's that's the women's eight. Yeah. So let's jump into the men's eight. Cause again, GB easy victory. Yeah, I I'll be honest, straight off the gun, I the predictions for this event, it's pretty straightforward. I think GB are gonna demolish. After what they did in the CERN, they're gonna demolish this event. But I think there are a couple interesting um there are a couple of interesting things here. I think the the Dutch seem to be throwing in all their top sweep rows into this eight. I know Nicky van Sprung, who is in the pair, is now racing in the eight. So you'll see. I, I, you know, the Dutch are, are fast in the eight. They, they seem to sometimes uh, be super fast. Sometimes they kind of lack a little bit of speed. But I think they'll they'll be pretty quick, this regatta. And Italy also sticking to their guns by keeping all their big names. And, like, it, the <laughs> Italian sweep program is disgusting. Like, think of those names. They've got so much experience. You know, they have the, the guys that are... You know, if you think about the Giuseppe Vincino, Matteo Lotto, Constant, Marco Di Constanzo, like Matteo Castaldo, um, you know, all these guys have had many years racing and good results. Okay, but these are these are artists. These are exceptional technicians. And now you're sticking them in eight, like in a boat that Italy is not like um, particularly kind of renowned for yeah they, i know they run the bronze in, so, in 2017 but yeah we'll see i don't know it's i just don't i just don't get it like i these are these are phenomenal athletes and they are they should be in the pairs they should be in the in the four i mean that's where they are killing it i feel like italy they're taking notes from the ferrari f1 <laughs> that's who's doing their, their tactics is like cool Today we roll the dice and yeah, we see where we'll we, see where we, we see where we go. But I I think that they I mean they really they should be they should be quick, but I just don't know I just don't know if they like they they're not like brutish enough to row in the in the eight and, and yeah. perform against like GB and Netherlands in Germany. Yeah. And um, they they got like skill. No, they got lots of skill. Know, in my in my opinion, that's how I feel like the the eight is is not doesn't suit them. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. It's it's going to be interesting to see, but I think it, like you said, it's going to be a straightforward event. I think GB got to win, the Dutch are going to come second, and Germany's got to get the, yeah. the bronze medal. And I think this is the first time we and you are in agreement. We are in agreement there. So Jake, I think let's jump ahead, or down a notch into the spiciest race. Um, from the World Cup three and talking about the Italians, let's jump into the Lighty Men's Double. Lighty Men's Double. This is an event of two crews, but you only need two crews in this event to to be to be spicy. I think the the Irish are back. Paul and Finton are back in the yeah. um, in the in the in the Lighty Double, and then you have so are the Italians. So are the Italians and those people listening out there. You need to watch the certain light team men's double if you, you haven't watched it. People didn't watch it. People Dude, watched it. One of the races of the regatta. If you're listening to this episode, you watched that race. Mm. I believe it. Because that race was unbelievably good. And again, talking about the, the passion from the Italians, I mean, first and second, splitting up their Olympic combination and then going into to this huge battle to come away with first and second. I mean, I'm surprised that they've gone back to their original choice, return, uh, return Oppo into the Lighty Double. And I mean, I really like them. I think that they're phenomenal athletes. I think 
it could be a really, really good race against Paul and Finton. Um, I like both crews. You know, I really do support both of them. I want it to be a good race, but I don't know if... Uh, I, I, every time that Paul and Finton take to the water, it's like unbelievable to watch. Mm. But the races have been close. They haven't won a lot have of the races. Have the Irish Lighty Double lost a race? When was the last time they lost a race? They haven't. Not this cycle. Well, I mean, I'm talking about yeah. last cycle, sorry. It's been a long time since they've lost. I'm trying to think. They didn't even lose when they dropped the stroke coach in the water. Yeah, they haven't. That they, I don't think they've first, lost. That was their first race in the double together. Yeah, they haven't, they haven't raced in ages, but well, we'll see. I, If anyone is going to do it, it's going to be these. I, think I mean, Ruto the Germans gave a brilliant effort at, the, yeah. at Tokyo, and I think we just have to see. I think Ireland, Italy are going to come away with the win. Together, I just think if Italy are not winning by a length and a half at the fifteen hundred, then there is no chance. No chance. Yeah, you know, we know. I mean, we looked at the splits that Finton and um, and Paul do in their double. It's outrageous how you can race even splitting. When they broke the record, they did one thirty, one thirty one, one thirty one, one thirty one, one thirty one. Literally, the oh, fastest. Where, who did they take that record from? Oh, I wonder. Oh shit! Wasn't it uh, those guys? James, uh, what's his name? Thompson and, yeah. and John Smith. Oh, they must be so upset. Shit! They're probably very upset about <laughs> that. Their legacy just <laughs> taken from them. Okay, cool. So I, I don't think there's. I mean, the other crews to watch in that race, but I think those are the the big ones. That's the battle that we're going to be watching, and that was my race of the regatta last um, at at um, Lucerne. So I'm definitely going to be tuning in for that one, front and center. Moving on, men's pair. Also, fairly straightforward battle, I think. I don't think there's a huge amount of depth in the in the podium. I think it's going to be... I want to see Serbia just lift their, their game a little bit more. I really like uh, those two. We, I've raced them plenty of times. I think they're absolutely legends. But the British were really, really strong at, um, at Lucerne. So I don't know if it's going to be a, a big battle. Um, but I would really like to see a, a good go from Serbia, giving it to the British and and seeing where that takes him. Also, think Spain uh, Spain is doing pretty well, and Romania, depending on what crew comes to the the party. Yeah, so I agree with you there. I think GB, especially after Lucerne and the men's pair field in Lucerne, was flipping outrageous. But GB really, uh, I think, have cemented themselves as the new favourites in the men's pair. I agree with you. GB, I think, are going to be favorites of gold. I think Serbia are going to be a strong, a strong second there. And um, yeah, I think there's a it's going to be an interesting race. You know, Spain are are, are have been pretty strong in the in the pair, and uh, I think Romania in the pair as well. I think Romania are gonna are gonna get the bronze. I think Spain are gonna, are gonna just miss out with, against Romania because many are the silver medalists from the Olympics, but it's a new crew. And uh, they got really had a really close semi in Lucerne to get in the B final, but yeah, we'll see what happens. But again, another straightforward forward event, I think, and another event that is missing a lot, a lot of uh, people from from the continent. So mm. yeah, we'll see. Yeah, and then you know, just touching on some of these other events, you know, women's double. We already spoke about Romania just absolutely destroying this event this season, and I think. I can't see them. Uh, I, I, someone else really has to come to the party to to rattle their cage. They are doubling up in the eighth disregarded, so that might put them under a little bit more pressure. But I can't see them making any mistakes 
big enough to to lose that uh, that advantage that they have. And then the women's single is quite an interesting one because I feel like there's a lot of new people jostling for that A final, jostling for those top spots. Yeah, a lot of new people. And I think one a huge new name on the circuit is uh, Alexandra Foster from Germany, under 23 champion, uh, the winner of the Lucerne uh, World Cup, which is obviously the, the biggest one of the season. And yeah, I mean, she's, she's only 20 years old. And she is making an absolute storm in the, the the rowing field at the moment. I don't think she's... She won it under 23s. She won it under 23s. I don't think she's... Um, she raced Carolyn Florin from the, the Netherlands. And Carolyn was very dominant at, at the Second World Cup, I think. And I think Carolyn from the Netherlands is going to be the big favorite to win. But I think Germany's Alexandra Foster is going to be very... I'd say closer to um, Carolyn than she has in the past, and then yeah, I mean, there's a it's another field that I think's opened up quite a lot. So it's going to be interesting to see um, who else does well. I know Magdalena's there, Lobnik, but I think she's been and battling Gemellen. this season and Gemellen. So there's some big names there. Going to be interesting to see. Um, another event that I'm actually really excited to watch is the men's quad, which is going to be very interesting. You have um, the Dutch quad has changed again and they've now stuck Steph Bronick in the stroke seat of the men's squad, silver medalist. And then they've put in Simon Van Dorp in the three seats of the men's squad. Absolute engine from the eight. Interesting decision to stick him in there. He's, he's gone under 540, hey? Yeah. On and the, he holds the record. He's for got the, the records for the on row the perfect. row perfect, like a 626. Yeah, I think it's disgusting. disgusting. Someone will tell us. Yeah. Patrons. Patrons, you'll hook us up. Just tell Jake how wrong he is, please. Yeah, please do that. <laughs> then you have uh, Olympic medalists, GB, with um, Harry Leesk, Tom Barris, and two new additions into the men's squad, which I think, again, is going to be fast. Italy, who has um, incredible pedigree in the men's squad. You have Romania, who picked up the bronze medal at the Lucerne World Cup. U- Ukraine, which seems to be on really good form. Um, and yeah, I think just overall it's going to be a really interesting regatta. And I think the fairest to win, actually, funny enough, in the men's squad will be the Polish. But I, I would say this event, I think, might have the the most amount of fast crews, if that makes any sense. I think the A final is going to have a lot of really fast crews in the men's squad. So yeah, I think my predictions would be Poland for the gold, Dutch squad regaining their pedigree with the silver. And I think I would go with GB's current form and put the GB quite as the bronze medal. I think it's going to be a non-event Dutch winning by far. Dutch winning by far. I see Lawrence has got faith. <laughs> faith in the uh, Olympic. In the engine. Faith, faith in the engine, yeah. Okay. And then lastly, women's four. I love this event. I think it's brilliant. I think that it's been the perfect addition to rowing. I see it. I said every single regatta and I think GB are, were one of the best crews to watch of Lucerne technically just laying it down. The The way they approached that race, I feel like was absolute perfection. And I want to see them do that again. They're doubling up in the eight. So the pressure is going to be on them, but I can't see them also. I can't see them stumbling or, or losing that, that lead, especially not, you know, maybe Australia, maybe New Zealand could uh, could give them a go. Ireland, you say Ireland's doubling up in the from the eight into the yeah. Four. So they the the Irish force going to be doubling up. That's um, Imer Lamb, Tara Hanlon, 
Afish Kia and Natalie Long. I'm going to be doubling up the four and racing in this the eight. Jake, have you been practicing your Irish I'm names? I'm pretty sure I butchered those names. So <laughs> I, I said them with confidence, but the confidence can be wrong. <laughs> was better than what I could have done. So I'm impressed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think I'm really, I, I'm just excited to watch it. I think that that's going to be, it's going to be a banger race. Mm. No, for sure. And I think, yeah, I'd say GB, GB are going to be the favorites to win that. Um, and then, We'll see what happens. I think the Irish are back. They didn't race at Lucerne, but I think the Irish will definitely be up there. Um, and then I'd also put the the the, the Romanians. Um, you can't. You know how strong Romania sweep, yeah. sweepers, and then the Dutch always. Yeah. When it comes to women's four silver medalists, you, you can't go wrong there. And but a few honourable mentions. I mean, I think I'm quite keen. There's not a huge amount of depth with the Shrigata and the women's pair, but I'm quite excited to see the Greek girls yes. under 23 champions one of the combo from the Olympic Games last year that momentarily held a record so we know that there's there's speed there and they set the record again at under 23s oh they set this record They'd but I'm saying this oh, so year, they yes. broke the, the record that they held last year yes they broke it again okay so they are th- just a cool one to, to look out for uh, when you're watching throughout the day but Jake if you only have one race to watch over the weekend which, which race are you choosing men's quite Dude, it's got to be the Lighty Men's Double. Lighty that's Men's Double's got two crews in dude, it. Dude, that's the, re- the race. Two crews. The so Men's Squad have got so many titans. fast crews. Two titans. Yeah, Come on, Jake. Dude, Come I'm on. about racing here. I'm not, I, I want to see an A final that's packed to the brim. Yeah, but the other guys are not going to be far back. No, I know, I know. I mean, obviously, it's lightweight racing. But no, I think the men's quad... Okay. I, I looked at the crews. I think the men's quad crews are, are looking fast. That's fine. I'm just going to make a note here so that when you have to eat your words on Sunday Do evening. It. Do it. Make no, that exactly. note there. You're not going to intimidate me to change my opinion. <laughs> the men's quad, that's the event to watch. Tops. Cool. Anything else, Jake, you want to add? No, I think that's about a wrap. Uh, just quick housekeeping. Thanks for the support, everyone. A massive shout out to our Patreons. You guys are the absolute best, absolute legends, the heartbeat of the of the Row Show. And everyone else out there that's listening, give us a like, give us a share, um, get in, get a hold of us if you would like to. And of course, go check out Patreon if you're interested. But yep. as always, it's it's been fantastic. Thanks, guys. We're out. Cheers. Ciao. And I'm going to try not, we're going to try not edit this, Jake. So be on point.